God is good. And all the time, let's give him a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. Amen. We mentioned this last week, and I think there's still a few left on the table. If you hadn't got one little uh, devotional pamphlets, um, he is risen. Please stop and pick one up before you um, uh, leave today. And um, my, isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord on this Resurrection Sunday? Hallelujah! It's good to see everybody that is here with us today. We welcome you cordially, and uh, I, I hope that you are like I and just rejoicing in your in your spirit. Um, the um, the enemy tried to interfere with me uh, today, <coughs> and um, I uh, um, I literally had to push myself to get here, and uh, going through some um, uh, situations, I uh, uh, I really feel like probably part of it is due to some um, recent medications that the uh, doctor gave me to try to overcome other stuff. Everybody knows I've been fighting a battle for a long time with. Um, congestion and issue in, in the top of my throat that I can't do anything hard without gets coughing and they prescribed me something for that and it's, it's caused some uh, some side effects and uh, I, um, I had to um, really push myself to get here but I was determined um, I was going to um, get to the house of the Lord I said if the uh, if death, hell, and the grave couldn't hold the Savior down, this, uh, this thing is not going to keep me from being in the house of God. Amen. Amen on Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so we're glad you are with us. And uh, <clears throat> we're just thankful. I'm thankful to God for what I uh, feel in my spirit, uh, within my heart. Um, the Easter holiday... It's the only true biblical holiday that we do. All these other holidays we have, including Christmas, didn't originate with the church. Um, most of them were um, pagan ascent. Um, but um, uh, Resurrection Day is a different story. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. And uh, it is the foundation of what we believe. And another thing I, I love about Easter is that today it doesn't matter if you're Pentecostal, if you're Baptist, if you're Methodist, Presbyterian, or what. I guarantee you just about every pastor behind every pulpit, I can, we're all going to be in agreement on what we're preaching about. Amen. Hallelujah. And... Um, and that, that is important, and that's something that we need as Christians as a whole to strive to let this not be just on Easter, but every day. Yes. Hallelujah. Because, folks, all these walls that people have built and put up over the years, I believe God wants us to tear them down. Yes. Hallelujah. The name that's on the sign out front don't mean nothing. When you get to stand before St. Peter one of these days, 
I promise you, when you get there and, and he begins to question you, he's, um, what's going to get you in is not because you say, well, I went to Christ Family Church. Or I went to such and such Baptist church or Nazarene church or whatever. How many knows it's all about Jesus? It's all about him. And he's the one we should make it about. Amen. So you pray for us as we, um, uh, and we'll try not to hold you too long. But uh, again, I uh, <coughs> pray uh, for the conditions in my um, physical body. But I am feeling the presence of the Lord in my soul today. We're going to go to the book of Acts um, and read first of all the book of Acts, the second chapter. Hallelujah. We're going to begin to read the 22nd verse, and we're going to read down through verse 24. This is what it reads like. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in the midst as you yourself also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death. Verse 24, whom God raised up, <laughs> having loosed the pains of death, because it's not possible that he should be helped by it. Father God, as we come today, we stand here today thanking you for what you have done for us. The word of God says that you love this world so much that you gave your only begotten son that who should ever believe in you should not perish but be saved. And on this resurrection morning, if there's anyone here today who does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray God that they won't leave here today until they have asked you to come into their heart and into their life. In Jesus' name, does the church say? Amen. And you can be seated. Hallelujah. <coughs> I want to speak to you today on the subject titled, All in the Plan of God. All in the Plan of God. There are certain times in our life that we all go through bad things. There are times that we have struggles, and a lot of times those struggles even have to do with dealing with death, the death of family members, friends, and all these things. And at the time we go through these things, it is hard for us to understand or grasp that whatever it is you're going through, God may be permitting that to get you to a point that he wants you to be. And it's the same way as it was 
when Jesus came to this world. Jesus came to this earth on a mission. Amen. He did not come here to kick Pilate off the throne and sit down and rule and reign at that particular time. That was not his design. That was not why he was sit here. And as we think about all of the bad things and all the pain, Brother uh, Kenneth mentioned it a while ago, the things that he suffered and the things that he endured, sometimes it's hard for us to grasp that it was all in the plan of God. It was all in the plan of God. How in the world... Amen. Could God plan and design something? The scripture that we just read a few minutes ago. Amen. He said in verse 23, Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Now, they was the one who crucified him, but it was in his plan. It was in his will. If you'll remember, the night before the crucifixion, Jesus prayed, Father, if it's any way, let this cup pass from me. Don't let me drink of this. He did not, as a man, he did not want to have to go through the pain and the suffering that he knew. That was the man part about him. Hallelujah. But he prayed, not my will, but thy will be done. Hallelujah. This world would be a lot better off if people today would start praying that prayer, God, not my will. Not my will, but thy will be done. <coughs> you go around blaming everybody for your problems. We all do. You blame everybody from your next door neighbor to the devil. But a whole lot of your problems is because you ain't submitted to the will of God. That's tight, but it's right. If we will learn to submit to the will of God, there's a lot of things we struggle with we wouldn't have to struggle with any longer. Hallelujah. But all of these things, amen, is in the plan of God. What was that plan? What would it be? I don't have time to bring it all down, but in a nutshell, church, God is a holy, righteous God. And he's got a place called heaven created for all who will believe, all who would come to him. But just because he's got the place created and he desires you to come to him, he desires you to make heaven your place, still there's one fact remaining because God is so holy and righteous. Sin, everybody say sin. Sin has to be remitted. Sin has to be paid for. And God in his wisdom, his righteousness and his holiness, he knew there was no way 
There was no way that you could pay for your sin. There was no way that you had what it took. I don't know if I, if I might be the only one here, but there have been some times that I went maybe to a store or somewhere, a mall, to buy a particular thing, and I walked out without it. You know why I walked out without it? When I reached back here and I began to look, and I looked at the price on the price tag, it was too much for me. Hallelujah. After all, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting off as good as Brother Paul over here, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know, folks, it's the same way about my life and my soul and my condition with God. There's no way that I could ever atone for how I messed up. I think about our Lord today. I think about our Savior today. I look about that cross that we get hanging up there, which is a lot smaller than the one that he hung on. But I look at it, and I see that crown of thorns that was put upon his head, and all those things that he endured for you and me. And what he was doing... He was atoning for my wrong. He was atoning for your wrong. He was paying for all this junk that we are guilty. And I promise you, and a man, woman in this place, I don't care who you are, we all guilty. We all got the stink on us. I don't care how you try to scrub it off. I don't care how pretty you like to look. We all got the stink of sin. Hallelujah. We can't get rid of it on our own. Simply stated, he was hung up for my hands. Think about that for a moment. He was hung up for my hang-ups. He was put there for the issues in my life and the issues in your life. So God knew something had to be done and it was in the plan of God to send a Savior. Someone who had never sinned, someone who had never lied, someone who had never cheated, never lusted, never done none of those things. So his sacrifice could be atonement for each and every one. So the first thing I want to share with you is that in the plan of God, number one, Jesus died. For our sins. He died for our sins. He was innocent. He's the only innocent person ever lived on the planet. A lot of us get to thinking pretty good about ourselves. Sometimes I just wonder 
what God thinks about us church-going people. <coughs> you ever, I know you ain't never seen nobody just so holier than thou. Nose stuck up in the air. It's a good thing you don't come a thunderstorm at ground. Hallelujah. But somebody, somebody had to pay for our sins, pay for our wrongs. And Jesus walked up to Calvary and he laid down on that wooden, wooden cross and he stretched out his hands. I read something the other day that literally turned my stomach and made me sick. The title of what I was reading says that it was the murder of Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus wasn't murdered. Don't ever, ever, nobody ever tell you that lie. Jesus wasn't murdered. They did not take his life. What? What do you mean they didn't take his life? He said, I laid my life down. Hallelujah. He laid his life down. He gave it because he loved you. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 8. Let's just turn there and see what that says. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 8. <coughs> Hallelujah. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for what? Our sins. He died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried. Oh, hallelujah. He died. He was buried. For our sins, for all of our wrongdoings, all of our hang-ups, all of our issues. I like something I saw posted that long ago where they was talking about the shoe, school shootings. And there were people saying, why don't Jesus stop all the school shootings? And and then it said after that, how in the world can he stop the school shootings when they put him out of the schools a long time ago? Why don't God stop all the evils in the world in Washington, D.C.? There's a lot of evil going on up there. But we put him out of those places a long time ago. And let me tell you that are sitting here this morning. If you got things in your life that is bad, that's going on, that you don't like, that you wish was solved, and you wish Jesus would take care of, open the door of your heart and let him in, and I guarantee you it will be taken care of. Hallelujah. But you know what, Brother Bobby? It didn't stop with him being buried. It didn't stop with him being buried. He died for our sins according to the scripture. 
and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas and by the twelve, and after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, amen, whom the greater part still remain to the present, but some had fallen asleep, Hallelujah, after that he was seen by James and by all the apostles. I'm glad to know, amen, that he didn't stop at the grave. Hallelujah, the grave couldn't hold him. All in the plan of God. So I told you just a few minutes ago, he died and was buried. But it didn't stop there. The second and the final part of my message that I want to talk to you about, amen, he died and resurrected to defeat every enemy. He died and resurrected to defeat every enemy. If you're human, I've heard some people say, "Well, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have an enemy in the world." Pastor one time went to visit an old man. He's about a hundred and one, something like that. And pastor went in, sat down, started making. Small talk. That old man looked up at the pastor and said, You know what, preacher? He said, I don't have an enemy in the world. Pastor looked at him and said, Well, man, that's great. That's great. But he looked back at the pastor and said, Yeah, because I've outlived all of them, so and so's. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were there one time, but I'm glad I lived them all. But you know what? We all got enemies. I know we got some people in this in this in this building today who got issues with arthritis. That's your enemy. Some of you might be like me. I've got I've got issues with diabetes and hypertension. That's my enemy. The older I get and the longer I live, I realize more how much of an enemy it is. I've stood at the gravesite and heard the shovel of dirt hit the top of the casket. My parents and close friends and walk away realizing that death is an enemy. I look over this congregation. And I can visualize People that we used to worship God together. 
years ago. Sister Darlene and I used to sing a song, Come Go With Me to Glory Land. Come go with me to glory land. Take my hand. We used to sing that song. Even though that old church is not nowhere near as big as this one is. I can still see myself on that piano singing that song. And I can see Brother Phil getting out of his seat walking around with his hand raised. Brother Hale, Sister Hale. I can see some of these names don't mean much to some of you. But I can see a lady back in the back <coughs> by the name of Sister Richards who was full-blooded Indian. Do our war dance in the spirit and begin to dance around the world around. It makes me know that death is an enemy. Yes, we all got enemies. You got things that attack you. You got things that tries to bring you down. You got things that tries to break your spirit. Those things are battling some of you right now. Some of them are trying to tear homes apart. Some of them are trying to do all kind of things to see God's people fail. But Jesus died and resurrected to defeat every enemy that we have. Do you understand what this preacher is saying today? Let me read again out of 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, beginning at verse 20. But now, everybody say now. now. Hallelujah. Things were looking bad on Friday night. On Saturday, the disciples had all scattered and they were hid. Things weren't looking too good. It didn't go the way they had planned. Hallelujah. Some people were going through suffering on Friday night. Saturday. But I could see a God up in heaven looking down from the throne and saying, hold your head up and dry your tears because it may be Friday night, but Sunday's on the way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can I tell you today, whatever enemy that's attacking you, whatever enemy's trying to get a hold of you right now, Sunday is here now, brother. Hallelujah. Glory. We don't have to wait. It is here. It is here. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hallelujah. Oh, I got a noise on me right now. There's no way if you knew what I was going through a while ago. There's no way I can be doing what I'm doing. I'm not even causing because the Holy Ghost is moving. 
But now, Christ is risen from the dead. But now, and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. How in the world did man have anything to do with the resurrection of the dead? Because Jesus was the second Adam. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was God and he was man. He had a dual nature about him. He was the second Adam. For as in, in Adam all died, that's the first Adam. Even so in Christ, the second Adam, shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits after those who are Christ at his coming. Am I telling you that I don't have no issues? No. That's not what I'm saying. Am I telling you that everything is all rosy with me? That's not what I'm saying. But I can tell you about this. Not bragging on me. Not bragging on my accomplishments. But I can tell you that I belong to Christ. Right now. I'm his. Because I gave my life to him a long time ago. Hallelujah. And I do the best I can do. Hallelujah. But you know what? Because I'm human, even though I try, I still got some slack. Hallelujah. You hear me? I still got some slack because I'm a human being. Oh, but because I am Christ, he takes up my slack. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, with the things that I fall short in, he's got enough to take care of it. Hmm. Let me finish these scriptures. Verse 24. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. You see, the Son is in control right now. The Son said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. <coughs> but that's not, that's not going to continue. Now, a lot of people get messed up about this right here, but let me, I hope I can explain it to you. Hallelujah. Jesus holds all power right now. And the reason why he holds all power right now is so he can defeat every enemy that we got. Hallelujah. He's got the power. For you lack, he makes up for. He's got the power. But listen to what the scripture says. This, this man excites me. Then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. When he, talking about Jesus, puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. Remember what the Bible, Apostle Paul said, said that we don't wrestle against the flesh and blood, 
but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. See, Jesus is working to defeat all of them right now. Hallelujah. And if you allow it, if you let him, he'll defeat it through you. Because greater is he that's within you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. He's going to put an end to all rule, all authority, and power. He must reign. Everybody say must. He must reign till he has put all, A-double-L, all enemies under his feet. Hallelujah. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Did I tell you a while ago that death was your enemy? For he has put all things under his feet, but when he says, all things are put under him, when he says it, it's evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, when the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Hallelujah. That's when the office of sonship one day will be over. It won't be needed no more. You understand what I'm saying? He's going to reign. He's going to rule to all enemies in our lives are defeated. I'm awaiting that. What about you? And it's all in the plan of God. Let's stand together.